everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Eclipse. Okay, so I've actually been wanting to ask you this for a long time. Okay. If you could win any type of award, what would it be? (laughs) This is going to sound really crazy. I have never thought about winning an award. I hadn't until this question occurred to me, uh-huh. but that's, I'm aware that that's a weird thing. Like, I think this is something that most people have thought about. I agree with you. That's why I was saying it because I figured the reason you were asking is because you had thought about it. And I think most people have probably thought about it and I never have. I don't think about, you know, <laughs> this is funny. I tend to lean more towards being extroverted, but there are parts of me that are introverted. And one of them is about winning stuff. When I go to golf outings or other events that have prizes, I buy tickets or I get tickets somehow. And I sit there and think I want to win something, but part of me doesn't. And I think I will it into the universe that I don't want the process of my number being called me having to get up and go up there is like like a raffle kind of thing. Yeah. Is like embarrassing to me. It's not the having attention on you part that's embarrassing but i think it I, might. I think you're fairly comfortable with that no but i think i might be i well i can't think of a time when the attention really was centered around me i've never had a big party or anything or something where i'm the center of attention i don't really care for it that much so <laughs> wait now i have so many questions ask, ask them <laughs> so if you were to win a raffle yeah and you had to go up in front of how many of your a lot co-workers? of people yeah like probably 30 six, no probably more like 60 at a golf outing okay. kind of thing it's like 60 75 people and what do they expect you to do when you get nothing there? Just i just walk up there like, thanks yeah <laughs> it's not a big deal i just don't want to do it in fact if i won i might make someone else go up did you feel that way when you graduated college or high school um, Yes, less so because a lot of people were doing the same thing. But if I was being singled out, well, because, you know, people go before you and go after you. So it didn't feel as singular to me Mm -hmm. because it's not as if the rest of the crowd was paying attention to me. They were paying attention to their kid. So only my family was paying attention to me, in which case it wasn't that bad. But what's really weird is I don't mind public speaking. I don't get nervous to present anything or to speak in front of people. So it's not the people. That's so weird because I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if it's been on here mm-hmm. where I've said that that if I were going to be on stage having a conversation with someone or presenting or whatever, I would rather be on some sort of panel where someone is asking me questions and I'm just yeah. answering them live versus preparing something that I have to read or recite a thousand percent. In fact, when I do have to quote, prepare something, whether like a presentation at work or something like that, where I am presenting and I have to prepare beforehand, I prepare the least amount that I can. I basically just create a slideshow with the information. I make sure I know it. I'm never reading anything. I don't practice it. I don't do any kind of run-throughs or trials or anything. I basically, sometimes 
when I'm reading a slide, if someone else has done it or someone else worked on it, I'm reading it for maybe the second or third time that I've ever been reading it. I basically read it quickly in my head and then I'm able to speak as though I didn't just read it. And do you feel uncomfortable in those moments? No, not at all. I feel very comfortable in those moments. Okay. So here's my theory. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready for the captain theory. (laughs) I think that specifically with the raffle type of thing, Mm -hmm. it's because all the focus is literally on you, like your person Mm. versus if you're speaking publicly or presenting something, the focus is actually on the information. You're just delivering it. Yeah. You're just the vehicle. (laughs) Probably. I guess I don't like being the center of attention very much myself. So you don't, so what you're saying is you don't want to win an Oscar. I don't want to win an Oscar because the thought, well, but then again, I've never won an award, but maybe winning an award would feel different because I wouldn't be so focused on the getting it and going up there, but rather being recognized for something that I did as, cause I do like when people, I mean, I like compliments and pra- like, you know, so much compliments and praise that I get. <laughs> I don't usually get embarrassed by that. In fact, I gave a presentation in front of uh, most of our store owners and members, and it was a, a lot of people. And my coworker said that I was one of the better presenters. And I liked that. I loved that he paid attention and said that. So that didn't make me feel embarrassed. So maybe winning an Oscar wouldn't make me feel embarrassed because I'd be proud that my performance was being awarded with an award. I think I'd have to go Oscar just because that's the kind of industry that I would want to work in and be recognized for my talents in. What's your answer? It would either be an Oscar or some sort of award for writing. Which is wild because I am not an actor, nor am I a writer. Me neither. I I don't even want to be an actor. And I here I am accepting an Oscar. Maybe I would want an Oscar for something else. Like sound Maybe, design or, or direction. What about an Oscar for writing? That, oh. That's a two birds, one stone. There sitch. you go. I think that that's the golden answer. So now are we setting our goals to write? a movie that we both win an Oscar for. Which one of us is Matt Damon and which one of us is Ben Affleck? Tag yourself, I'm Matt. <laughs> Mainly because I don't want to be forced to get a Phoenix back tat. We'll d- willingly date J-Lo, so that's totally <laughs> fine by me. <laughs> I would I would 100% sign up for dating J-Lo, not once, but twice. So I'm it's cool settled with- then. All right. And I have Jennifer Gardner. Come on. <laughs> wow, yeah, actually. But she, but Matt is in a very loving marriage with his. She's a, a plus he dated Winona Ryder, right? But he's married to someone not in the industry, right? She's a regular yeah. person, so that's probably healthier than what Ben's got going on. <laughs> so, well, glad we got that decided in, in a few years on stage. <laughs> I cannot believe the amount of time we have spent up to this point talking about Robert Pattinson's bad accent, and we haven't covered Carlisle's supposed accent. Well, I have a lot to say. First of all, wait, what kind of accent is Carlisle supposed to be doing? He's supposed to be English. In the movie or in real life, he's English? (laughs) No, no. In the movie. I never knew until this time around when I caught him saying someone's creating an army and 
do you believe Sam would agree to an understanding? And I said, wait a minute, <laughs> because I know Peter Facinelli is from Queens. <laughs> so I looked it up. <laughs> and he's supposed to have an English accent. Are you serious? It's so bad that I never even thought to look it up before. I me neither. I just thought he was doing a, a creepy vampire voice. I thought it yes. was I thought it was a like mysterious a yes, a mysterious he's from decades ago kind of voice. That's what I thought. I can't believe you brought this up because I wrote that we need to talk about Jasper's accent. <laughs> and that he's supposed to be from the South and they only chose for him to talk like that. Every third line, he says something that sounded Southern. And he's supposed to be specifically from Texas. Yes, I wrote down. And the, the few times that he does seem to have a Southern accent, it's solidly Georgia. Yeah. I was the youngest major in the Texas Cavalry. All without having seen any real battle. It's the definition of a, a Georgian Southern draw. And they also did not, I know he barely spoke, but they did not have him speaking with an accent in one or two. <laughs> They're like, oh, whoops. Please, I have, have a lot to say about Jasper. <laughs> they were like, whoops, he's going to tell his backstory in this one. And we completely forgot he's supposed to be from the Texas. One of my favorite Jasper lines of this whole thing was when he's giving them their first training session. Uh-huh. Never turn your back on your enemy. And Edward's fully facing forward as Carlisle attacks him. <laughs> and, and really, Jasper, thank you. <laughs> because if you hadn't told me that, the first thing I would have done was seen my enemy approach and turn around. What about never go for the obvious kill? What is what is that as a rule? Because <laughs> I thought that the point, this, it actually made no sense. <laughs> because the newborns are supposed to be rash and more powerful and out of control, not thinking clearly and strategic in their moves. So going for the obvious kill should mean nothing to the newborns because they're not thinking strategically. They're thinking like ravenous monsters. That whole training session I had lots of problems with, okay? I'm glad to hear that because the way he waves Rosalie over to him with his two fingers, you've seen those TikToks of those guys who think they're sexy and they're doing that to get women to be like, oh my God, it looks like he's... Yeah. There's no way that wasn't what he was trying to do. Gross. They totally... <laughs> they, they forgot that Jasper had to be actually a character and they gave him a totally new personality this is not the jasper that would quietly stand in the corner next to alice as as things happened okay another thing i'm i noticed on this viewing is jacob saying i could care less ha people haven't we been through this seriously but that's pretty i feel like that's right on the nose for jacob honestly <laughs> <laughs> jacob wouldn't know the difference between couldn't and could well stephanie meyer should Oh, I see what you're saying, that she wrote him to not. <laughs> well, know I don't I'm not really saying that she really thought about whether or not it was in or out of character <laughs> for Jacob to say that. Oh, another criticism of Carlisle's voice. Uh-huh. This time the actual tone of it. <laughs> I wrote down a time code because you're gonna go back and you're gonna listen. <laughs> right before they start that training session in the woods. I know what you're gonna say. Tell me. Is it they're a great deal stronger than us? Because their own human blood lingers in their tissues. <laughs> that is 
<laughs> no, I didn't even catch that. And that is the most repulsive thing I've ever heard. And I hate the way he says tissues. It's like this whisper. I <laughs> what I have to say means nothing because that is so horrifying. Wait, I want to hear yours. As the wolves approach, Carla turns to Edward and says, Will you translate? I think we really need to address how little sense it makes that Bella does not want to get married. I think it totally goes against everything in her character about wanting to be with Edward forever. I don't understand why they, why she wrote this conflict that Bella doesn't want to be married. Why doesn't Bella want to be married? I wonder if there's anything written about that. Because it's bothered me forever. It doesn't make any sense. It's the first thing that shows up. All she wants is Edward all the time, forever and ever, so much so that she wants to be a vampire so she can live eternally with him. But he wants to be married and she's pitching a fit about it. And she never even gives a reason, which pisses me off even more. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I cannot think of one. Because even when they're in the meadow in the beginning, when they're talking and he asks her again and she's like, no. You know, two out of three marriages end in divorce. It's like, Bella... That does not apply to you guys. <laughs> like, Maybe it's supposed to be that she's wounded from her parents' divorce. I don't know. But she should have, then they, then Stephanie should have at least put a line in of, look at my parents. Mm, yeah. I would have been satisfied with that. She has no reason and she wants to be with him forever. She even tells Rosalie, there's nothing I'm ever going to want more than Edward, but she won't marry him, even though this is the one thing he's asking her for. I love that they gave Edward a new car. Still a Volvo, but bigger. He's got a an upgraded car. Well, he's about to be a family man. Little <laughs> does he know. Ooh, spoilers. Also, I don't fully understand. Maybe I'm being dumb, but why is it that Bella won't be able to see her parents again once she's a vampire? Because they'll know. How will they know? Because they'll be able to tell that something's wrong. They can't come up with something, so she has to say goodbye to her parents forever? At the very least, they could FaceTime. Seriously. I, I mean, nobody in the town knows that that the Cullens are vampires. So there, there is an ability to present as normal people. I mean, I get there would be issues, but she really has to say goodbye to her mother forever at this trip? Doesn't she say more in the book about why it is? I mean, maybe, but the... The movie doesn't really. She's like, I'll never be able to see her again. Same thing with Jacob. Well, Jacob, I get, because there's the issues with the wolves and the vampires. But no, even that is stupid. Jacob and Edward have been right in the same space a thousand times. Jacob loves to show up at the school and talk to them. <laughs> it's his favorite pastime. When Taylor delivers the line that he loves her. That I'm in love with you. And I want you to choose me instead of him. I want to hurl myself off the cliff they're standing on. Is it me or does he get to be a worse actor in this one than in the second one? When he describes imprinting to Bella, I don't even think someone without reading the books would know what he's even talking about, (laughs) nor, nor what imprinting is. I can't believe Bella walked away from that conversation with Jacob understanding imprinting. Imprinting on someone is like... Like when you see her, everything changes. What? That's how you're going to describe it? At least 10 times throughout watching this, I thought to myself, this is really, really bad. 
I know that they're all bad, but this is the worst one. I guess in the past when I've watched it, I wasn't, not that I wasn't paying attention, but I'm never a hundred percent focused and in an analytical mindset when I'm watching, like how I am when we're watching for the podcast. Mm. So I just paid more attention this time and was like, shit, this one is so bad. So I totally disagree. I think what you're picking up on is that this one is the most teen charged one of them all. This one doesn't have anything else fueling it other than the the raging hormones that they were counting on of the people watching and reading this one. Because I felt it so viscerally from reading it and experiencing it when I was in high school that we were obsessed with the Jacob Edward drama, the the stuff with Edward and Bella. Is he going to sleep with her? Are they going to? Is she going to marry him? All that. It's the most romance. It's the most teen drama that she kisses him. He kisses her and she punches him. And then Edward has to fight. It is what we wanted in these books. that makes your that makes complete sense and that's what this one is and why it was my favorite <laughs> because it was the <laughs> it was what we wanted so much from the books and it was at the forefront of this one i will say that when he picks her up to start carrying her through the woods and she thinks he's gonna kiss her and he says something like don't worry i promised i wouldn't kiss you again until you asked i actually thought like no I might ask you now. (laughs) When he kisses her and she punches him, I hate that scene because it's in front of such a fake looking green screen. It distracted me. (laughs) And her punch is so bad and her reaction is so badly acted. I can't stand any of it. But the scene after that, when they meet Edward, I was feeling it. First of all, (laughs) first of all, him like fighting for her being kissed against her will. I was like, Edward. Edward, if you ever touch her against the will again, don't do this. She's not sure what she wants. Don't do this. Let me give you a clue. Wait for her to say the words. Fine. And she will. Jacob, just go, okay? Do you want to take me to the Colin House? (laughs) Because that was very hot. (laughs) And them fighting and Charlie having to break it up and get between them. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Also, turned up in this was the shirtlessness of Jacob. He he never is wearing one. I don't think there's a scene where he's wearing a shirt. I don't think there is. I don't think there's a scene where he's wearing a shirt. Oh, that's not true. There's a scene where he's wearing a shirt because I noted it for a different reason. When he shows up at the school after they have their little scoffle with Victoria in the woods the night before and, and Emmett goes on to the wolf territory and they have to like fight him off for a minute. And Jacob shows up at school the next day and (laughs) And the beat drops as it turns to Jacob and he turns to see them. And he's wearing a black shirt and his hair is like gelled back. I thought this is such a mood. (laughs) I have to go back. You have to go back and watch it because it is such a a cinematic moment. He doesn't actually like turn. Yes. He looks over his shoulder. Yes. He he has a dramatic like turn like to see them coming (laughs) as the music drops. Where Bella's wearing a hood for no reason through the whole thing. Please, there are so many hoods in this. <laughs> later, not to skip to the end, but later when the when the younger generation of Volturi approaches and they all take their hoods off at off the, at same, the time, same time. Please. <laughs> Wait, but on Bella's outfits, when they're at the graduation party and 
everyone's wearing dresses and fancy outfits and Bella's literally wearing jeans and a flannel. I'm like, Bella, could you please put on something a little nicer? Come on. I get that this is your thing, but come on. You're at a party. I have another diatribe to go on about these effing powers. The scene at the Cullen house where Alice is talking about monitoring people's decisions. Someone's orchestrating this. Victoria? I would have seen her decide. It has to be the Volturi. I don't think it's the Volturi either. I've been watching Eris' decisions too. Can so- Can anyone explain to me how Alice's powers work? Because I truly don't know. I thought she could see the future. Now she's now she's monitoring specific people's decision making process. Doesn't she just mean that she is choosing to pay more attention to? His... I mean, I get it, but I didn't think that that's how it worked because sometimes they hit her like out of nowhere, where she's not focusing on anything. I, she's just yeah, in the middle of talking, and she is struck by a vision. So which is it? And then Edward, Edward talking about choosing to bring up at that moment. If we don't put a stop to them, the Volturi will. I'm surprised they let it go on this long. Maybe they're behind it. In Italy, I read Arrow's mind. He wants me and Alice to join him. But he knows we'll never choose him as long as our family is still alive. Thanks for bringing that up, Edward, before right now. It would have been really good to know that prior to now. He's just bringing it up halfway through all the stuff that's been going on. It's too convoluted. It's too convoluted. Also, who is making the decisions? Is it the Volturi? Is it Victoria? I don't know. And what's worse is that I can't care. And also, how can someone hide behind someone else to make decisions? Isn't doing that a decision? Didn't Victoria have to decide, I'm going to let Riley make the choices? Why didn't Alice see that? Maybe Alice is too busy being distracted by how much she wants to sleep with Bella's father. The scene where Edward drops Bella off to meet to see Jacob and he's leaning up against his car with his shirt off is honestly what I picture when I think of Eclipse. (laughs) That and the snowy mountaintop. But Jacob leaning up against a car with his shirt off, posing like an Abercrombie model. I just can't even deal. At least in the second one, it's veiled as trying to fit into the movie where they're ta- they're engineering reasons for him to take his shirt off. And this one, they just forewent that. They're like, just forget it. Just put him in the scene with no shirt on. We don't need a reason. When Bella's having the conversation at the kitchen sink with Charlie... And says that Edward's old fashioned and that whole thing. In the beginning, when she's actually leaning up against the sink, her wig is off the charts. I'm going to put a roundup on our Instagram. Why is she wearing a wig? Because she filmed Cherry Bomb before this and had a <gasps> like a shag haircut. Oh my God, they couldn't have put her in a wig for that. It looked really bad in the opening scene when they're in the meadow and she's wearing that purple plaid shirt. I I even noticed and I am terrible at noticing when people are wearing wigs. When she gets to go to the, the Cullen house and it's just her and Edward, man, oh man. <laughs> and his beautiful room and it's dim. The lights are so dim and she's got this beautiful new bed. That she's like an air mattress would suffice. I laughed yeah, she's out like, loud at that. <laughs> you got me a bed. And I was like, oh, he got you a bed. That whole scene, I couldn't, I was watching it from behind my hands. I couldn't even watch it. It was so, <laughs> it was so too much. 
when she's like throwing herself at him because she wants to have sex with him. But when he proposes to her, it's really sweet. And I love his little explanation before that. I'm from a different era. Things were a lot less complicated. And if I'd met you back then, I would have courted you. We'd taken chaperone strolls and had iced tea on the porch. I may have stolen a kiss or two, but only after asking your father's permission, I would have got down on one knee and I would have presented you with a ring. This was my mother's. Isabella Swan, I promise to love you every moment of forever. Would you do me the extraordinary honor of marrying me? I thought that that was a really nice explanation and very cute. Yeah. You did not seem to feel that way. <laughs> I can appreciate it. I, I guess there's just like a little bit of a cynical side of me that's like, okay, but it's been over a hundred years since then. Well, I think... Edward hasn't felt this way about anybody since then, probably is the, is supposed to be, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's like getting bitches this past a hundred years. So this is the first time he's actually felt that he wanted to court someone. I think is what we're supposed to assume. Do you think the first time they have sex is the first time for him too? Like who has he been sleeping with these years? I other vampires. I don't think anyone. I don't know. Important questions that need answers. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, but I don't know. I want to bring up a point, but I can't remember exactly when it happens to like give the context. When the fight with the newborns is ramping up, it's about to go down. Oh, Edward has to say goodbye to Bella because at first he's not going to go right up to the top of the mountain. I think this is when it happens. And he says goodbye to her and he and he leans forward to kiss her head. But she's wearing a wool hat and he ends up kissing mostly the hat with the inside of his lips. It's not it wasn't just like the way you would kiss someone's head. It's like the way you would give someone like a very deep, like actual kiss. He does that on her hat. Also, I cackled when I realized that all those newborns are walking through that body of water. It starts with them very deep in the water. <laughs> the water's deeper than they are tall and they're walking <laughs> through it. Do vampires not swim? I don't know, but also why are they walking slowly through it? Because I don't know if vampires don't swim, but we've seen them like jolt forward at rapid speed. Why, why are they walking slowly through the water? The scene in the tent was still as perfect as I remembered. It's so good. When Jacob says, Relax. You'll warm up soon. Faster if you took your clothes off. Uh, truly is the only time where I've been like, Taylor Lautner is kind of hot. <laughs> like, I get that he's a try. Like, I see why yeah. everyone finds yeah. him attractive, but mm-hmm. I, d- I like kind yeah, of don't. me neither. Until that moment when I'm like, you know what? I, he's right. It, it might be time. I love when 
she's supposedly asleep, which like, please, but when she's pretending to be asleep and they're, and they're talking, I love the start of the conversation when Edward tells Jacob, can you at least attempt to control your thoughts? And I actually thought our pets, delivery was pretty good. I thought it was a very funny line. And I liked how Jacob responded to it. He didn't try to say like, oh, what are you talking about? Or And I like that Jacob called him out. Nice. So picking through my brain's okay. But letting me into yours. Forget it. I was like, you go, Jacob. You're right. <laughs> it is so deeply fucked up that Edward talks to Bella about their engagement, knowing that Jacob would hear him. Yeah. It is. Number one, when Bella explicitly asked him not to do that. And also because he knows why she doesn't want Jacob to know right now. That it would put his life at risk. It would put him in a bad state of mind and and put his life at risk. Yeah. And he does it on purpose. He chooses to do it. It sucks. Why is Bella not wearing a coat in the scenes after the tent? Alexa, that is possibly the most crucial and brilliant question you've ever asked i would love to know she's just waltzing around in jeans and a freaking flannel and just the night before she couldn't even sleep because she's gonna die of hypothermia she doesn't even have a jacket on this is how you know you're an adult (laughs) can't have a plot device be that she's so cold she needs jacob to warm her and then the next day she's waltzing around with no coat on what about the wool hat she was wearing when they were saying goodbye where is that it has edward's saliva all over it (laughs) I have one final note. How many do you have left? Uh, Me too. Mine's negative. Is yours? (laughs) I don't know. Well, mine is about, it's a repeat of a conversation we had about New Moon, which is that. Oh, mine too. Bella's behavior is toxic as fuck. Thank you. That's exactly mine. Like, are you kidding me? For a second time, she's manipulating him. And it is. I think it's even worse in the, well, it's way worse in this time because you can tell Taylor Lautner has actually did some decent acting when she says it at first, you can tell him going from mad to wait a minute. Is she for real? Like trying to decide what's going on in that situation. It's really messed up. And I will say that after they have that kiss, which by the way, was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good kiss. <laughs> it does look like there is a minute where she's like, oh, wait, like that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But she didn't go into that kiss no. actually wanting it. She was using it to manipulate him. She's pressing buttons because she knows which ones to push. And I get that she's she probably thinks it's okay because she's saving him from going mm-hmm. off and doing something stupid, but that's just not the way you do it. It's not. It's just really not. It's cruel. She never wants him unless he's leaving. I hate the dumb conversation she has with Edward after that too. Where she's like, I don't know what happened. I love her. I love you more. I know. I'm like, shut up, both of you, honestly. (laughs) I don't know. I actually kind of liked that. No, I did not like it. I like that Edward was able to accept the fact that she does love Jacob and that it doesn't make him. I agree. And I actually think that Edward does a good job of that, except for in the scenario you brought up, which is that he was purpose. That was like his one petty moment where he took it upon himself to deliberately hurt Jacob and 
betray Bella. But in, in even in the tent, when they're talking about who's better for her and and he says, you have to consider that I might be better for her than you are. I have considered that. I know you can protect her. But you can give her a life, a human life. That's all I want for her. But I'm not. I'm not going to force her into anything ever again. I thought it was really good and mature. And then he did that the next morning. I'm like, well, guess you didn't mean it, Edward. All right, guys, if you enjoy this episode, please share about it on stories and tag us so we can say hi. And give us a rate and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Till next time.